Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions, ACT, and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and Achievable has a great affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT exam. This includes a full textbook, tons of ACT questions that are backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try our ACT course out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, use the code PODCAST when checking out to get 10% off. Now, let's get started. So today, we have Jamie Smith on the line with us from Jamie Smith Consulting and her other company, G3. If you could just give a quick overview about your background, that would be great. Sure. I've been in education for the last 25 years as a teacher and now a consultant, and I do run a company with online classes for gifted and twice exceptional children, but I also advise students of all types on their journeys to higher education. Yeah, thank you so much. And so this this is an interesting one today. We're going to talk about transfer admissions, right? Either that when you don't like your school or you are specifically planning to go from a two-year to a four-year, either for cost savings or for other reasons. Um, and we talk a, a good bit on this podcast about sort of like the many paths of college and how you don't have to get into Stanford and go there for four years to be a success in life, right? Absolutely. Um, and so I think that this... It's a really important topic, but transfer admission specifically is something we haven't covered, which I'm really excited about because I do feel like, it, first off, people do transfer. Sometimes you get somewhere you find that, you know, the school you're at is maybe not right for you. And then um, it is a way to potentially lower your overall total cost for college. So we'd love to kind of dig into each of them. Maybe yeah. we just start with just transferring in general, like tips and tricks for that. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to address your question there about how many people transfer. Uh, there was actually some research on this showing that 38% of first time college students transfer at some point uh, in their careers. And yeah. I, I was actually that shocked. That is a by lot that. higher than I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems much more rare. Uh, so that's a lot of people. Uh, it's not this sort of extra thing that you shouldn't think about that nobody does. It's it's actually quite common. So yeah, you shouldn't feel bad for doing it. Right? Definitely, I think that I think that when you're thinking about transferring, and you're in college, a lot of your friends are like, no, but right, you know, what yeah. about tequila shot Tuesdays or whatever it is <laughs> that you got yeah. going on. And it's, and it's actually a lot more common than you think. So that's really good to know. It definitely is. And there's a lot of research going on about ways to make it simpler, ways to make sure that all the, the courses you've already taken will transfer to your new institution. So I, I think we're on an upward trend there to make it an even better process. Yeah. So then let's walk through the process. So let's say you are like, okay, I've, I just decided I want to transfer schools and I've never looked into this at all. Like, wh- where would you start and kind of how would you be thinking about it. Yeah, so that's another tricky bit of research where you have to find the schools that are transfer friendly. Almost every school in America accepts some number of transfers each year, uh, but some just take a handful. It's it's an exception rather than the rule. They don't really have a transfer program. They just have an option if someone has an unusual circumstance. Uh, but mm-hmm. other universities have huge transfer programs where they're encouraging transfer students and they're supporting them. So those are most often the larger public universities. Uh, private mm-hmm. schools definitely do take transfers, uh, but they tend to have smaller programs. So it's a little bit of a case-by-case thing with the privates. Uh, But public universities are a great place to start because they're usually pretty committed to the transfer process. They see lots of community college students join them. So they already have processes in place 
and can be open to students from any other university. Great. And then what does the transfer process look like? Do you essentially have to apply to college all over again? It's kind of like that. Uh, the focus is a little bit different when you're a transfer. Everything's really about your college record so far. Uh, colleges mm -hmm. are most concerned about your GPA from college and what classes you took and how many credits you have. There are sometimes minimum and maximum credits that you can transfer into a school. So sometimes you'll do your research and think, this is the school I want to transfer into. But they will say, oh, you don't have enough credits yet. We need you to have 24 credits before you can transfer here. On the flip side, sometimes schools say we don't take what they call high unit transfers. So if you would be transferring in as a senior, for example, uh, sometimes they aren't interested in senior transfers because you would spend so little time on their campus that it doesn't feel right mm -hmm. for them to be giving you a degree. Yeah, so is it is it optimal to maybe look for transfers like after freshman year, after sophomore year then? The most common transfer point is really between sophomore and junior year, uh, mm -hmm. where you've got so two some, and two. Yeah, you've you've got your your grades and classes under your belt. You've got a record from college, not just high school. Um, so that's kind of a sweet spot and it still gives you plenty of time to do everything you need to do at the, the new university. But that does require you to be planning during your sophomore year. So that mm. can be a little bit tricky. Sometimes you don't know yet in your sophomore year if you really want to transfer or not. And sometimes you know right away as a freshman that this was not the right school for you and you need to make a change. Right. So then if you're looking to transfer, what's that process look like in timeline? I think that's another important one. Yeah, great question. Most transfer application deadlines are later in the year. We're seeing a lot of these, you know, November, December, January deadlines for freshmen. Transfer deadlines are more frequently February, March, uh, sometimes even April. So you usually have a bit more time, again, to build up your academic record at the college and give them a really full picture of who you are as a college student, not just as a high school student. Right. Got it. Well, so then any other tips on, on transfer applications or just the, that process before we move on to the community college aspect of it? Yeah. So the, the process of transferring is really the same, whether you're planning to go from a community college or you're switching from a four-year to a four-year. Um, it's all about collecting those grades and showing that you're ready to be successful. Uh, one thing that's sometimes tricky for students who are leaving one four-year school to attend another one uh, is that they don't know how to explain their desire to transfer. Uh, it's probably not a good idea to badmouth your previous university. That doesn't usually mm -hmm. go over well. So you have to think about how you want to craft your answers to the essay questions to explain why school number one was not the best place for you, but you believe you will be successful at school number two. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Just like how to craft your application essay or anything? Yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard, especially if there have been uh, difficult circumstances at the first university, maybe because you were unhappy there, your grades weren't good. Um, it, those are things that you want to explain. And the best uh, approach is just to be really straightforward and explain exactly what happened. And then talk about why it's not going to happen again, what you've done to change things so that you're ready to succeed at the new school. Sometimes four-year students find that it's actually better to go to a community college for a, a year, a semester, a year, and beef up their 
uh, GPA and their academic record before trying to transfer to another four-year. If they've had a really rough time at that first university, that's sometimes the best way to go. Got it. Understood. Okay. Well, great. And then um, on the topic of essentially intentionally or, you know, maybe you go to community college and you crush it there and you feel like you can move somewhere else or you're going to community college on purpose with the goal of saving money for two years and then getting your final degree somewhere else. You know, let's walk, let's talk about that process. So how do you, you know, how do you first, I guess, select your community college and then, and let's say, you know, you're going in that you're going to try to transfer after your sophomore year. Like what, how do you approach that? Yeah. So selecting your community college is usually just a matter of geography. You're going to go to one that's nearby more and more community college colleges are offering online classes so you're not completely restricted anymore but you probably want to stay somewhat close to home and then look at their transfer rates see where their students are going they probably have statistics on their website explaining uh, how many of their students transfer to four-year universities and what kinds of four-year universities are those the schools you want to attend And then once you're there, uh, it's great to get in touch with a counselor right away who can help you plan out those two years so that you don't have any wasted credits. Uh, Community Mm -hmm. colleges offer a wide range of services. Some are transferable classes to a university, but others are vocational programs, which are wonderful in their own right, but wouldn't apply to a four-year degree. So you want to get in touch with the counselor and create a two-year plan as early as possible to make sure that you're taking the right classes to be eligible for transfer. Yeah. And when when you're talking about a two-year plan, is it better to have a specific university in mind so that, or are those credits going to be kind of applicable to anywhere. If you know what you're aiming for, that's great because that you can usually look up a list of what classes have transferred to that school in years past. A great tool that I love is Transferology. Transferology. Transferology.com. Yeah. You can go on there and put in your classes and then do a search for schools that have in the past accepted those classes for credit. And that can sometimes help you identify a school that's going to be a good fit, uh, see which classes would transfer. And then once you identify a couple of good schools, go see what their specific requirements are, because they are all a little bit different. Right. And then when you're thinking about um, when you're thinking about essentially like what to do in those first two years, it, beyond trying your best to just get a 4.0 GPA, is there anything else that you would be like, because you're talking about how when you're transferring, your resume kind of gets shrunk down to like, what'd you do in college, right? right. Like the high school stuff matters a bit less. Exactly. So then how do you maximize that resume? Yeah. Try to get involved on your community college campus. There are clubs and honor societies, student governments. There are so many ways to be involved. Uh, That's a great way to get an extracurricular for your community college resume. But also a lot of community college students are working. If they're choosing community college for financial reasons, it may be because they have an outside job as well and they're trying to juggle jobs in school. And that's great too. Universities love to see that you've managed your time that well. Uh, so mm. jobs, internships, uh, community college clubs, volunteering, all of that stuff looks great on a transfer resume. Awesome. And then um, as far as like managing sort of the cost 
of your total college experience by going to community college for two years. Do you have any advice specific to that? Yeah, it's being careful with your classes and making sure that everything you're doing really will be eligible for transfer. Ideally, you're in a community college system that has agreements, articulation agreements with other universities. Usually it's a state-based thing or a regional thing, uh, but look for those articulation agreements because they will spell out exactly which classes you should take to be eligible for transfer and how to prepare for any specific major. And that way, you know that everything you've done at community college will transfer to the new university and you're not worried about losing credits. Um, if you don't have those kinds of articulation agreements in place, sometimes when you get to your next university, they'll evaluate your previous transcript and not give you credit for some of the work that you've done. Uh, they either you know, don't think it's equivalent to one of their classes or it's not something that they see as valuable. It's not part of their program. For any number of reasons, credits get lost, and that can actually end up making the transfer journey more expensive instead of less expensive. Well, right, because you might have to stay an extra semester at exactly. your school, right? Yeah. Though, I mean, I, I understand four-year uh, community colleges kind of charged by the class, but... right. My, my thought, and maybe this is naive, is that most four-year universities just kind of charge a flat rate. Mm -hmm. Is that is that still true? Yeah, yeah, most of the time. That. Usually, uh, as long as you're a full-time student, it's a flat rate. They may charge by the class if you're part-time. Yeah, so then if it's a flat rate, I mean, you could just have to take a lot of classes. Yeah, that, and, that's another solution. But, <laughs> yeah, which is not great, but, you know, if you're if you really focus on the money part. Right, right. You know, and you want to get out of the four-year school in the next two years, then maybe that's okay. Yeah. Well, great. Anything else on this topic before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, say for a minute, there are some other things that you want to look for. Uh, yeah. Check to see if there are transfer support systems. Is there like a club or is there maybe a class that you would take in your first year at the new university? So you could meet other transfer students and find out how things work at the university. That can be really useful. So I always recommend looking for one of those schools that values transfers and tries to support them in that way. And I would also right. say if you are looking to transfer from four year to four year for social reasons, stop and think about uh, how it would feel to start over socially at a new school and ask yourself if that's really going to be better. Um, usually, right. if you're, well, yeah, if you're transferring for academic reasons, you know, the school doesn't have your major, that, that makes perfect sense. If it's social, it's hard to decide what school might be better socially for you. Right. Well, and I think also it's, it's like, if it's, if it's always hard to come in kind of in the middle, mm -hmm. right. Cause people who've been there for two years, they all have their own friend groups. Like, I mean, I do think that in college people are a lot more willing to make friends. So I don't think it's the end of the world, but. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It's not the end of the world. People are pretty open, but all of those sort of freshman year activities where you find your clubs and you do all those events in that first week, that's all happened. So when you're coming in as a transfer, you have to figure out, okay, where am I going to find my friends? Where do I meet the people who are going to be my friends? Because it might not be as simple. And sometimes as juniors, uh, at a lot of schools, they're living off campus by then. So it's not even going to be your dorm mates. So you really have to right. keep your eyes open for that and think, how am I going to find my tribe when I get there? Yeah. Do you, and do you feel like there's, 
if you're transferring to a four year, do you feel like it's better to try and go in the dorm your your first year just so that you're that much kind of more connected with everyone, or would would you just say don't worry about it, do whatever makes I, most sense? I would do whatever other students of that rank are doing. You know, if all the juniors live off campus, then you probably don't want to be in the dorm with all the freshmen. You're probably at a different phase of life. <laughs> um, yeah. But sometimes some schools have transfer specific dorms, and you would be there with other transfer juniors, and that's a great opportunity. So yeah, mm-hmm. finding finding people in the dorms is great, but it probably only works if there are going to be other students of that um, that grade level and that unit level and similar to your age. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thanks. You're welcome. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Jamie Smith from Jamie Smith Consulting. You can try out Achievable's ACT course for free at achievable.me. And if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off.